Hey, coconuts. Hi, coconuts. What's up, Summon? How are you? Hey, um, I'm good. Uh, how are you? I'm good too. I'm great. Um, how how has your how has your week been? Um, it's been boring, I guess. Um, but like, yeah, I guess one thing I did was I got a haircut and I got bangs, which is like the biggest mistake of my life because I feel like I look like a complete idiot. But anyways, I got them and now there's no turning back. I'm probably going to be putting a lot of castor oil, oil in like the bangs area and clipping it <laughs> for like the next year, I guess. <laughs> Oh no, I I don't think it looks stupid. I think your haircut looks really nice, and you don't look stupid at all. It's fine. Honestly, you're my friend, and you okay. have to say that. <laughs> I don't. I really don't. That's true. Like, actually. I I have told people that like you know I don't like your haircut that much, but like I'll I'll get used to it. Yeah, you know I still haven't shown it to my dad because my dad is the biggest like critic. Like he will literally tell me that oh it's ugly and I'm gonna have to deal with it for the rest of my life. Like that hurt like knowing that I look so bad that even my parents think it's not good enough. <laughs> oh no, no I don't I don't think it's that it's that at all. Like I mean <laughs> it, it happens it happens. I mean our siblings and our parents just say things that like. You know, like, regard, we won't care about what even the queen has to say about our parents, but we will definitely care about, you know, what our siblings or our, or our parents have to say. That being said, um, I hope none of you are listening to this podcast right now, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that is so true. That is so true. Um, what about you? How was your week? How, how was everything? My week was good. I got to see a friend I have not seen in five months. Ooh. and we went to this really cute place called Hoot in Jetta. It's like the new cafe. It's super cute. It's very owl-themed, ergo mm-hmm. the name Hoot, and uh, I thought my phone cover fit in really well because it's also got an owl on it. It's a mosaic, so it's cute, oh, that's and uh, yeah, we, we had a really good time. Um, uh, I actually bought like water from, from the neighboring place, and it was, it was in this glass bottle. It's an aqua bottle, I think, um, and my brother looks at it today because, like, I didn't finish it. I, I had my own water bottle to drink from. So I had it on my side table. My brother sees it today and he's like, oh, so now that you have a job and you earn money, you're getting all bougie and you're buying water and, like, glass water bottles. <laughs> and I was like, what the hell? That and, is so um, funny. Yeah. It, is, it was so funny. He was trying to be all sassy with me in the morning. And I was like, listen, how much do you, how much do you think this bottle actually costs? And he's just, like, 37 reals right off the bat, you know, off my head. I was like it was actually just seven <laughs> it was not that expensive no way <laughs> yeah it was actually um yeah it was it was pretty nice and yeah and it was a really cute bottle as well like they they encourage you to like recycle it's mm. really sweet I think the bottle was cute oh, that's but cool. yeah that, that's my little tidbit I had to share <laughs> <laughs> nice <laughs> no I feel really fancy when I buy like a Voss water bottle from like you know Starbucks or something I will yeah. use it till forever people think yeah. there's Voss water in it but no there's just regular like delta or like aquafina water in it <laughs> yeah i mean it's just water god mm. like i don't understand why water has to be different like i i know that there there has to be like classism in water bro. Like, it's a thing yeah i swear it's it's such a thing it's such a real thing like you'll go to someone's house you're like oh you don't have aquafina yeah oh. <laughs> i know right what? i'm guilty of that too like especially in yeah. Pakistan. 
whenever I'd go to my like cousins or my relatives house, they would all specifically get like, you know, water, bottled water for me. And I would never drink from like the regular water that they have. And yeah. Yeah. Well, well, that's the thing. I mean, I think like if you, um, I think it's the whole boiling process that people have to do, like, especially in Pakistan. Mm -hmm. And if you don't boil it properly, um, and like, and like put in clean water in your water cooler, that cooler that does affect the person drinking it and it would affect you and me but yeah like bottled water I remember I went to like a place um it was a shawarma place so they basically they sell street food shawarma mm -hmm. but it's a restaurant and it's super cute it's so nice it's called La Ruiz in um in Jetta and it's so nice if you ever come here I'm definitely taking you there mm -hmm. so I went there with like a few of our family friends and one of them casually goes <laughs> he's like oh can I please have Aquafina water and the guy at the cashier is just like we only have Nestle and, and this boy like looks at him he's like what <laughs> he's like you don't have Aquafina and I'm just like dude it's just water just mm -hmm. grab a bottle I swear right. I'll buy you another one he's like okay fine and I was like who I want Pepsi because like I wanted Pepsi in the nice little glass bottles that we used to grow up with mm -hmm. so yeah yeah Good glass time. glass bottle Pepsi's hit different they're so much better I think <laughs> Yeah, it's like, I mean, it reminds me of like, um, wedding season when I was such a happier child. Oh my god, definitely, yeah. <laughs> yeah, when I could like pre -pandemic. attend. Pre-pandemic. Also, like, yeah. all these like weddings that we used to go to as a child, it's just like, you know, I could do whatever I want, like, tear apart my clothes and mm -hmm. like, you know, get rid of my jewelry and it's totally fine. But yeah. like, now if I even like smile in a weird way, it's kind of like, nope, cancelled. So, oh my god, that's so um, true. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You know, I remember I went to one of my uh, relatives' uh, weddings uh, like long time ago when I was like, you know, maybe like six, seven years old. And I remember I was running around so much and that I like I was jumping off the stage and I ended up ripping my like Sharara. And it was something that my grandma had like stitched for me, like she had hand stitched it and I literally ripped it. And, and you know, because we used to like we never lived in Pakistan. Right. So like all of my other relatives were just like looking at my parents like, what did you raise? Like, why is this girl so like wild and I'm like walking around holding my sharara together like trying to preserve my dignity and I'm like I me I need to go home I think <laughs> it's ripped oh my god I'm dying <laughs> you know I, I like to believe that it was not my fault and my grandma didn't stitch it together properly okay <laughs> it just fell apart <laughs> oh my god yeah, let, let's just make your gunman not hide them. Um, yeah. yeah, it does It does tend to happen. I mean, do I have any incidents like that? No, I don't. I One thing I am proud of, though, is that I was at a wedding, and this is, like, this is quite recent. This was, like, in 2018, mm -hmm. I think. I think it was beginning 2018. Yeah, so one of, our, one of our cousins was getting married, and my cousin's son, who was, um, I think, two and a half or going on three at the time, he decided to go all sugar crazy um hyper and he was running all over the place and my cousin at one point goes like where's Yusuf and we're just like oh where is Yusuf and I spotted his tiny little head bobbling around on the side of the stage and I was like oh my god and he was like very close to the electricity or something and I like ran to get him and I was wearing heels and I was wearing a harara and like oh my and god. it was all stable like I was so proud of myself nothing fell apart it was all okay and like, I raced to get that child and he's just looking at me he's like hey, and he's like he's so busy he's like sitting on the side of the stage and he's taking off his shoes and his socks and he's just throwing it all over the place and I was like dude I 
what happens to children at weddings? I don't understand. <laughs> that I think is it's really the food. Funny, yeah. <laughs> I have a theory that it's the food. And that's my follow-up question for you, because this came about, um, even when I went to Hoot, I was discussing keto with uh, a friend of mine. And, and I was like, hmm, this is interesting, because I know a few people who went on the keto diet and, um, and they said it, it like, it did really, they got excellent results from it. And then I know some people who took the keto diet and they're just like, oh my God, I'm so hungry all the time. I'm never like fulfilled. I'm always like starving. My mental health isn't that great. And well, I was vegetarian at that point. So I was kind of like, listen, um, when I'm not having meat, I'm the happiest. So yeah, like, what do you, what do you think? What do you have to say about that? Like, what, what is your opinion as a doctor on keto diet? That is a really, really good question. Cause like, even I've been seeing it come up so much on social media, like Instagram and stuff, uh, like specifically um, in like women that have been like attempting it. And um, honestly, like personally, like I would say that I'm not like a huge fan of the keto diet because I don't know if you remember, like back in the day, there was this thing called the Atkins diet, which was just yeah, like yeah, a yeah, high yeah, yeah. fat, like, you know, um, and low proteins and low everything else diet. Yeah. And that also was like not that good. And like, there was a lot of like FDA, like evidence that came out that said that like, oh, you know, this diet is not good. And apparently like the doctor that like launched it initially, he himself died of like a heart attack or something like, uh, like Dr. Atkins himself, he like did not survive <laughs> his own diet. So I, oh my like, God. and then like, this is the keto diet is literally just a branch of that. Like it is similar and I really don't think it's that great for the body and I like I, okay the sad thing is like there's not actually that much evidence for it most of the evidence that like you know shows like good results is like up to like the six month mark and then past that like for one year or whatever people generally just like regress and like go back to their old patterns because it is extremely extremely hard to like sustain this diet so um like I mean I'm sure like people know like basically what the diet is like when you just take like high fat um content like you have a lot of like increased like um fats and then you have no carbohydrate like you completely like restrict yourself from that you do take proteins and you um and i think that's it and you just wait till your body goes into keto ketosis which is like when your body stops breaking carbohydrates and it starts breaking your like fats in your body um and like that's like something that's like a natural process that only happens when you're starving or like when you're in like um uh when you're starving, I think, and uh, or when you have like low glucose or when you have like extreme, like uh, an extreme reaction from like type one diabetes, that's the only time when your body actually goes into ketosis normally. So that's why like oh. us like triggering, like, you know, starting something like that is just like negative. Like I really don't think it's a good um, idea to use that diet. Um, also, I, I was like, because like I knew we were going to talk about this, I did a little bit of research on him. And it was like, uh, because like your body starts like getting so many like, you know, fats in it, uh, it really gives like it really negatively affect affects your pancreas because like, you know, your pancreas is a place that like breaks down fats and stuff and like stores mm -hmm. fats and stuff. So like you mm -hmm. end up getting like pancreatitis, which is so painful. It's like one of the worst things to get you. Um, and then like, you know, if you keep getting like chronic pancreatitis, it can lead to obviously cancer and and like you know much like worse like what uh, situations 
So that's why, like, I honestly, like, if I was giving anyone advice, I would just say, like, no to the keto diet. I, you know, unless you have, like, a doctor that's, like, actually regulating your um, intakes and, like, you know, monitoring your blood uh, levels of everything or, like, your urine because ketone bodies come out in your urine. So you can check, like, oh, oh. what level uh, of ketosis are you in with that? So, like, if it's too much, then the doctor should definitely stop it and yeah and it's not sustainable dude can you imagine like for like your whole life not having any carbohydrates like not having any yeah it's too restrictive like I don't think anyone can ever follow it for like more than I would say two months I can't even imagine someone <laughs> for like six months or something <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah that, that's true that's true like um I was uh so like I said like when so one of my aunts and she's also my cousin which is a very funny relation but I'm very close to her and we were at this carnival event and I mean it was an event I mean it was a carnival but it was also like a little bit of an event happening on the side and the only food that was available over there was like the shawarma thing by Paramount which is like a branch in Canada as well that I now opened up in Karachi and we were like we were having food or like we wanted to have food and my aunt just looks at me. She's like, what are you going to have? And I was like, well, I'm thinking I'll just get the fries from Paramount because I don't know anything else over here that's like healthy or whatever. And she goes like, hmm, okay. And I was like, what do you want to have? She goes like, I just want the meat from Paramount. So we ended up getting like a show on my plate. And we basically split it in half because I was having the carbs and she was having the protein. And both right. of us just laughed about how basically combining both our diets would turn into like a proper normal diet where right, right, whatever right, we're right, doing right. is like crazy that's so, really funny. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> good times good times <laughs> I honestly feel like these diets are so like scary like you know whenever like people start following them unregulated I've yeah I, like I mean you know it's better just to like you know uh, do portion control or like um mm take a bit of every food group like because we did study the food pyramid like when we were younger yeah yeah yeah, yeah. just kind of like take a little bit of all of that and a portion control basically like I know the Mediterranean diet is like pretty nice like you know the olive oil and mm-hmm. uh like hummus and like nuts and like almonds dates. <laughs> those things are pretty okay for you in the long run yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> But like those are the things that we really like as well. Like hummus is something that has been part of our uh I wouldn't say diet, but it's been part of our like um eating habits. Like we we all love hummus. Like I'm pretty sure if I brought that out in in front of anyone who has been remotely raised in the Middle East, they'd just be like, Oh my god, yes, this is yeah. like comfort food for all of us, yeah. right? So yeah. <laughs> it's branched out, like it's branched out in um like all over the world. Like I know like the one of the most famous food places in in like Canada or like in uh, um America and stuff are like you know the Mediterranean food places people love eating hummus yeah. um and yeah, 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 everyone like, hummus. they do buy hummus for like their homes to eat with like carrots or like you know celery or something like that yeah it's like a dip now <laughs> yeah it is a dip I mean that's how I had it in Pakistan um and I and I loved it like it was it was my go-to food for for most places thanks to Nico so <laughs> shout yeah. out to them but <laughs> yeah um bring it like talk about Pakistan once and also basically segueing into our lovely uh topic of the day something that you and I watched oh yeah that was something that we loved um but before we start that do you remember what we had when we were watching this uh chai from yeah (laughs) yes yeah (laughs) yeah we did we did and I I, 
Yeah, and I remember telling you like someone, you have to have this chai. It will wake you up. And and it did keep us up because we ended up going back. Um, we ended up going back at like what? Yeah, I think it was around like 2 a.m. when we reached your dorms and it was yeah. pretty late. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. That was, that, that, that day was a story. <laughs> that day was a story. Um, we need to do a podcast on our fun cream rides, man. Someone, yeah. <laughs> we have had the funniest experiences but yeah, motorcycle girl. We love motorcycle girl. Um, um, so yeah, who is motorcycle girl? Summon. Would you like to give us a brief? Um. Okay. So um, in the movie, um, the motorcycle girl is basically like a bi um autobiography kind of movie documentary about a girl named Zenith Irfan. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's Zenith. I think it's pronounced Zenith. Zenith? I don't know. Like, yeah, I read it oh, as Zenith okay. as well because I know a bunch of Zeniths and yeah. and apparently, like, I saw her interview and she's like, "Oh, it's Zenith." Zenith. Like, oh. Okay, oh, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, it's basically about her and about like her journey, how um she decides to uh ride her motorcycle from I guess she was from Lahore, so she starts from Lahore to like the Chinese border, I think. And she decides pass, to take, yeah. like, a solo ride. Um, it was around like three thousand two hundred kilometers, and she like solely did it for like the just the liberation of like you know being able to do something like that. And because her father was also like it was one of his dreams to um ride uh, his motorcycle around the world, but unfortunately he had like passed at like the age of thirty four, I believe. And she was raised uh, by her mom, and she had a younger brother. And Mm -hmm. so that's why she, like, just inherited, like, his dream. And also, like, she just wanted that, like, ability to do something like that, I guess. And so that was basically her story, um, right? Yeah. You want to elaborate on that? There was something in common between her and us as well. Mm -hmm. She grew up in the the Middle East, right? If I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah, yeah, she did. She did. Or, like, was she there, like, earlier on? Like, she was raised, like, she was born in Dubai or Tehran? Yeah, it was, like, a sharp girl. She said that she was born in, I guess she was raised in Dubai as well. Um, But maybe, like, up until, like, after she lost her dad, she probably ended up going back to Pakistan, something Mm -hmm. like that. I actually don't know about that much, that part. (laughs) Oh, okay, okay. I mean, I, I think I heard something, like, briefly, but... Yeah, I think she's an inspiration, honestly. Like, um, can I just say, like, I, I love everything about Motorcycle Girl. Just, like, just the thought of Motorcycle Girl makes me so happy. Um, and it's so empowering. I, I remember we went to a feminism panel or a feminist panel. I think this was sometime in March. Mm-hmm. And it was at T2F. And I remember, like, a non-server was there, the, the director of Motorcycle Girl, who also played the dad in the movie. And um, and then he told us that he wrote the he wrote the movie and he also produced it himself. And so he was there as well. And I remember you and I had like a very um, lovely exchange with her where she high fived both of us. And I remember like I was like, I will never wash this hand. But then obviously yeah. I had to wash my because that's not smart. I think yeah, I washed it like five minutes girl. after she <laughs> we fangirled hard. <laughs> we even took the ugliest selfie on earth. But yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that that was really good. Um, what did you like about Motorcycle Girl? Like, how was the experience for you? Okay, so I think um, I honestly I think it was one of the first Pakistani movies I've properly watched in like in mm-hmm. in a cinema. So I really like I was so amazed and wowed by the fact that Pakistani movies are so great. Like, you know, I 
I really liked the fact that there was like none of like those item number songs. There was no mm-hmm. dancing in it. It was not like a very stupid like love story type uh concept even though like obviously we appreciate those once in a while but like you know this movie was more like moving and it like really um uh went in your brain as opposed to just like whatever like i really um like that about it i also liked um just her like how liberated she became like you know she was first she was like like working her normal job or whatever and then just because there was like a dream that she just had and she went out of the way and achieved it I really enjoyed that um yeah and I like the family dynamics of the whole thing I liked her how her like mom and her brother were pretty supportive of her especially her younger brother he was so cute and so supportive of her and uh, yeah yeah I guess I like that. I just like how she broke barriers because it's not common in Pakistan to do something like that. And I remember after yeah. the movie, we started seeing like, you know, uh, bikes that were like by Kareem. They would have like pink helmets and they were like females that were driving the Kareem bikes. It was so yeah. interesting to me because I've never seen that before. And then I heard like even in like some places in Lahore, like women started driving like rickshaws, like as uh, mm-hmm. like uh, before it was like something that only men did, which is again. Yeah really amazing because like I mean there's so much poverty in Pakistan getting a small job like this is so good for like a lady to be able to support her family and like you know so I really like that what about you what really moved you about the movie I mean yeah everything that you just said but I mean I just I love that she that Zenith the the character when when she went to all these different places up north she interacted with interacted with a lot of people and even in like Zenith the the person she said in her interview that I went to all these like um these little hubs and societies and like uh you know like all these gown and stuff and and she thought that she would be perceived as like the weirdest person ever or like you know would not be welcome but like on the contrary like people welcomed her people showed her how empowered um women were in the in the places that she went in and saw and I mean, I just, I love how she broke the barrier of like, don't be scared of Pakistan, you know, you can do it. If you want to, if you want to live out your, your parents' dream, you can. And, and this is something that I truly appreciate because, I mean, in our, in our culture and society, like we do have parents who are kind of like, oh, I couldn't become a doctor, therefore my child will become a doctor, or I couldn't do this because therefore my child will do this, or I couldn't. Do you get me? Like, I feel like it's such a toxic circle where like parents try to uh, vicariously live through their children or like try to control them because they think that they have a second chance at life, which is not true because I think people like I sincerely believe that people are constantly under construction, even if you choose to like, you know, like if for for whatever reason your family stopped you from pursuing one of your dreams and at the age of 40, you're just like, you know what, I do want to do this and I will do this. I feel like that that's completely possible and that being said like my mom did that you know like she she went to university at the age of like 45 and and she did it so like I don't understand why people can yeah I don't understand why people can't do that like um we all know we all know empowered women where like we grew up around empowered women as well and like I love how Zenith was like empowered in another sense like she was just she just she broke the barrier of like one woman traveling on their own is such a taboo thing to like to think of for some people mm-hmm. she was just a 20 year old girl and and even though like she agreed to like um a silly engagement in the in the movie she still went on and she told the guy she's like this is my dream and I want to do this before we get married and and he had to give in because you know she was agreeing to his terms so he agreed to her terms as well obviously like that didn't last too much because 
um he kind of freaked out on her and she was kind of like okay get lost I don't really care about you um but yeah I really I really like how supportive her family was as well yeah like yeah. his family the way they portrayed them like they were quite supportive and they they understood what society was like demanding of Zenith at that age but then also they were like um yeah but she wants to do this so we're gonna let her like we're gonna mm-hmm. We're gonna support her. We're not even gonna let her. We're gonna support her in her decision. Yeah. So yeah, I I thoroughly enjoyed the movie. I thought it was brilliantly shot. I thought it was just it was brilliant. It makes it me so happy. It was like the yeah. way it was shot was literally so magical. And I feel like there were so many parts of Pakistan that I probably hadn't appreciated. And seeing that on the big screen really just made me wanna go there too. Like you know, I wanted to go up yeah. north right when I watched that. Yeah. Also, another yeah, yeah. thing that I, um, you know, like when I was like watching her TED talk, she was talking about how like after the like after the documentary and like the three thousand two hundred kilometers that she did in the first time, mm-hmm. she continued yeah. doing it because it was something that she was actually like she had fallen in love with, and she mm-hmm. and one thing that I really loved that she said was that it made her connect with her dad, like she felt like his um spirit, like you know she just felt really connected to him, which I thought was beautiful. And she said um in the interview she said that she was done like 20,000 kilometers more yeah like, traveled from like uh, I don't know like she's definitely gone all over Pakistan now like from yeah. like to Gilgit to like all of these like beautiful places and then I I've heard that she's even crossed like the border of Pakistan and she's like gone further like into like I don't know about China but like I think she's gone into like the Dubai region I don't know but like oh. do like more research on that but it's amazing like, I she guess, didn't yeah. stop. like she just kept going yeah yeah like she's been interviewed by cnn as well like she she's done amazing stuff um i think she's also she's gonna get her own travel show soon as well oh wow i know she has a facebook thing where she it's called like a, it's her photo blog where she Zenith has, Efron, has on like all her travels and you're right you know the way she like um uh bonded with the other cultures in pakistan and like respectfully like you know followed their traditions as well and you know it was really cute like i really like and I really like how she talked about them, like how she mentioned how strong the women are up north as well. And, mm-hmm. you know, they'd be like lifting like ginormous hay bales and they don't even care. Or like they'll be walking yeah. with, like pots of like water or like, I don't know what. And it, it's just like, you know, like she, when she tried to do it, she just couldn't do it. It would take her mm-hmm. much longer. But these like older women were just like walking past her with all of this weight on them. And I, yeah. I really think that's so inspiring. Like we never think about like the different types of strength there are like you know it's not Mm -hmm. always just that woman that becomes a ceo like she's not the strong like i mean there's strength in different types of women like i don't know yeah 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 for sure i mean um what i what i liked about her like in the movie i i'm forgetting her friend's name in the movie but i remember she wanted to buy something and and the shopkeeper was being all like awkward because it was like i think it was like sanitary napkins or something and and like this is okay so even though like I, ugh, I don't want to get canceled or anything but like um with like feminism what I don't appreciate like like I'm all about like you know equality and I think like we should like I'm all about like open communication and and discussion like I don't want people to like gaslight other people or like you know undermine their authority on things or even like like you know, for some people that have just not been raised uh, with awareness, you should be understanding of like where they're coming from and just sort of have a 
honest and open conversation about them and be like, you know, what you said over here was a little problematic because this could be perceived as X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. And what you said mm -hmm. over here was great because then, then that means you agree with A, B, and C, you know, like stuff like that. And I remember that the friend just attacked uh, the shopkeeper and, you know, like it was quite obvious that the shopkeeper didn't, you know, like come from an education, uh, educational, no, um, like he didn't come from an educated background and stuff. Remember that scene? And yeah. even like Zenith was yeah. just like, Chorona, like it's okay. Like you don't really, like it's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, like, but I like, so I know that they're empower women like that as well, where they're kind of just like, you know, where, which I completely understand because it's so exhausting being like, you know, like, okay, fine. I'll talk you through it. But then there are other people, like what I, what I like is like, if you give a chance to someone and you say that, oh, okay, you want to learn this? Let's, let me educate you. And then you educate me as to how you perceived it. Like, I'm I feel sorry. like that kind of conversation should, should happen. And, and obviously, you know, like, I know a lot of women who are willing to do that, but a lot of men are just not willing to like educate themselves or like, you know, sort of unlearn whatever the, the toxic things the society has like taught them. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Zenith was like, just so inspirational. You're like yeah. that, like, we should give them a chance, like, you know, try to educate yeah. them. If they don't do yeah, education, yeah. then okay, fine, it's on them now. Yeah. But you're right, yeah. that, is, that would help society move forward much faster. Like, if you try to bring everybody on the same page as you, or like, you know, like, just bring them a little bit more into the future, it would really help, like, truly Definitely. Yeah. And like, and, and that, those are the kind of conversations I like having, like, um, I know I have like discussions with like, you know, some of my, uh, some of my colleagues and I'll have discussions with like my cousins or well, any, any male in my life, I, I'm ready to have open communication and like open discussions with, because it's like, you know, like, um, help me help you, mm -hmm. but also mm -hmm. kind of like educate me as to what you have been taught. And let me tell you how wrong that thing was or mm -hmm. how we can like, you know, sort of find middle ground. Um, but the one thing that I loved was that even in the movie, even though Zenith was such an inspirational person, they showed how much she really liked uh, her colleague at work. Mm -hmm. And it was it was kind of cringy. Do you remember where like she had pictures of him like oh, yeah, cut yeah. out and like put in her closet? Yeah, that that reminded me so much. Like in my mind, like in the movie, she wasn't 20, you know, like in my mind, she was like 25. But when she did that, I was like, oh, my God, this is something I used to do when I was, like, 15. But yeah. I'd have my, like, you know, classmates picture. I'd have, like, Harry Potter's picture. Yeah. Oh, my God, Morale. Speaking of that, you know what? When I was, like, 18, maybe less, like, um, 17 or something, which is still pretty old. But I used to have pictures of the Jonas Brothers in my <laughs> closet. And then, oh, my I God. I remember. And before, when I was living in Canada, this was so weird. But I had a huge picture of 50 Cent in my room, which is so random <laughs> and I was so young like I don't even I, I think my mom didn't understand the lyrics of 50 cents music so she didn't oh, mind but oh my god <laughs> 50 cents and it was so funny because my room was such a weird like my room was entirely pink by the way because I've always been a bit girly but then I had like a big <laughs> 50 cent and right next to it was a huge picture of like Hillary Dove and then next to it was a picture of like Eminem and it was the most confusing like room in the freaking world like <laughs> <laughs> so like I was I was like a super gangster who was into Disney though like <laughs> that's pretty funny that's so yeah. funny yeah I, yeah I, I, I wanna, like 
I don't want to go back on something, but like, you know how you were talking about like educating um like people around you? I recently yeah. like, um I don't know who sent it to me, but somebody sent me like a video of uh, these two ladies who are like CEOs of like some restaurant in Pakistan called Ravioli or something. Oh my God, and cannoli. Like, yeah, they were making, what, cannoli? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, it's like were... cancel cannoli, like yeah. what about cannoli right so they now? They were like yeah. asking their manager to like speak in English and like the, obviously the manager was like not, like he was, uh, not, he didn't know English and he had taken like what three classes I think in like three years only like three English classes and that's it and he was and they kept making him like speak English and they were like mocking him and honestly I could not even finish watching the video it was so yeah. so so sad and uh, I don't know like so yeah that's terrible like I mean nobody should abuse the knowledge and power that they hold like that and you know make people feel like less than because yeah yeah no, I, I didn't like how in that video she ended with like, hmm, that's, and we pay well, like that's what he learned. It was just like, um, when you put someone on the spot yeah. to what and the hell, like, why are you being classes. such an elitist? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, one class was like six months though. Like that's what, that's what he said. Like one class was six months. Oh, really? Oh, okay. I think, yeah, I'm so yeah, scared. Yeah, I so. understand it. I thought he said that he's only had three classes in three years. Like he's, uh, yeah. No, no, that's what the lady said. She's like, oh, so you've been taking three classes for three years. And then um, he said, no, one class was for six months. And then like what I didn't like was the owners were kind of just like, oh, and this is what our money bought. Like, you yeah. know, it's kind I mean, of he's learning sport. English at like what, like 30 years old. That's so difficult. Like, I, I mean, you probably had a privilege of learning it in school when you were much yeah. younger. Like, you know what I mean? It's insane. I was like, really, I was hurt by it because like, you know, I don't know, like, it just it made me so angry parents or something I'd kill myself and I would kill them yeah yeah for sure like it's just it was I was embarrassed for for the girls who were saying this get me because I was like you guys are being so stupid Mm -hmm. so superficial it's not even fair like how can you say this you know like um if you had do you get me like I don't I don't think they could they could mock him like there's no justification for them to mock like I'm sorry like I feel like if you have a manager who has a language barrier and he wants to learn maybe you should take time out and invest in that yourself like don't just throw money at him be like okay go take a class how about you invest it yourself like I'm sorry like you know um if a person wants to learn something they will learn something on the other hand like I know so many people who have asked me they're just like Meryl can you teach us certain phrases in English to you know get us by with certain things and I was like okay great can you teach me those in Arabic so it was like a give or take give and take situation get me like I, I don't appreciate it when when this kind of hap- when this kind of stuff happens like I feel so bad for these ladies because they're so stupid mm-hmm. like yeah it's just god bless their stupidity it's so stupid yeah. I can't I just can't I saw it and I was so triggered I'm so sorry because I saw this like I can't remember somebody sent it to me or like I just yeah, yeah. Like, Instagram but like yeah <laughs> my bad <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah our our our, con- our mutual friend Soha sent it to me um oh, to watch okay. and and okay. she and she gave her own input on the whole situation I was just triggered like I was just like I'm lost for words yeah and I still am because I can't believe that you know despite the pandemic where we were basically I feel like it's such a loss get me like you should take advantage of whatever has been thrown at you so if like for example the pandemic happened um, and you've been stuck at home I think the best way to to spend your time is to sort of like introspect and reflect and and 
build on yourself, you know, like learn new skills or like kind of like evaluate how you were as a person before the pandemic hit and now see like, like I was a hugger before, you know? Yeah, like, exactly. Like I, I was more about like physical affection. Like I would give people hugs instead of, you know, um, sort of like saying oh this is great or whatever and like whenever I said that it sounds so fake but like you kind of have to work on yourself and I think these women were just like terrible like mm-hmm. it's I'm sorry I just I can't I can't I can't <laughs> okay. believe how stupid some people are you know what uh, let's talk about something else oh so when I was looking <laughs> at the Vnet, I um I Google just like suggested like other famous Pakistani people and I came mm-hmm. across uh, Samina Beg who was the first lady oh, okay first Pakistani Muslim lady to climb a Mount Everest and she she was one of the youngest people she was 21 when she like like got to the top of Mount Everest so that's insane like I was so like proud that there are other women that have been doing these kind of things um especially like in a, a more like uh athletic sense because like I feel like but like in okay this is kind of like you know like I'm generalizing but like at least like yeah. when I think about my cousins and like myself like Pakistani mm-hmm. ladies are very um not athletic, unfit. I would say. <laughs> and unfit. Say unfit. It's fine. Yeah. Unfit is fine. Yeah. yeah. Like when, like, I, mean, when I think really like, like is yeah. like slim and trim and everything, but like again, they I don't I can't imagine them being able to run a mile or something, you know? <laughs> They're just yeah. they'll probably faint from like iron deficiency or something, you know? But like, yeah, so um, I was uh, like, yeah, so I like looked her up a little bit and honestly, it was amazing. So she's also uh, completed the seven sermon, like seven different mountains. uh, Oh, wow. All seven continents in the world. So she was she's one of the few like she's the first Muslim to do it. And I think the first Muslim woman to do it as well. So um, she went to uh, seven different continents and she uh, climbed the tallest mountain in all seven of them. So it's called the seven mm-hmm. peak or something, which is like one of those goals that people like try to do. Yeah, yeah. She did it by the age of like 24, which is insane. And I think she did it with her brother or yeah, I think she did it with her brother. And um, yeah, that, that was also like really like awesome that like these two people, these two Pakistanis did something so crazy. And like, I think yeah. the first person to do it was like this like white guy, like Richard something. And yeah, so I'm <laughs> like, was the white guy. <laughs> <laughs> that this lady did this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like this is, this is amazing. Like, thank you for changing my mood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see I'm, i just yeah. want to remind you that women are awesome too <laughs> like you know women are pakistani awesome. women are insanely awesome well yeah so like like i was saying like um yeah pakistani women are amazing like yeah. uh like actually all women are amazing there's always that one percent that kind of brings um not just womanhood down but humanity down as well yeah. it's kind of like oh why do you exist <laughs> so annoying <laughs> but also, i guess they um, exist well, you want to tell uh tell our viewers the story of how we watched the movie and like what happened after and like our whole oh my god experience in the cinema which was not that great do you remember how like the men that were sitting around us were like jerks okay go yeah, on yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay okay so so basically what had happened was um oh my god this is one of my favorite stories yeah mine too. so what yeah so so this is all about like again it goes down to like women women can also navigate okay so like I was quite proud of this because I can sometimes get lost quite easily and we were kind of stuck in the longest traffic jam on earth and our our driver was kind of just convinced that he has to follow google maps which is also being dictated by siri and i was just like listen i'm telling you i know these streets just take a u-turn over here and you'll be able to get to the thing through the shortcut and he just did not believe me and then i like threw a fit and i was like can you just please like turn 
Um, and then he was like, fine, you know, he was so convinced that we're going to get stuck. So anyway, we were kind of delayed. Like the movie had already started and we got to, I think the movie had started like a minute in and we hadn't bought our tickets. So we kind of had to get to the ticket counter and the guy was being so weird with us. He did not want us to like, like, do you get me? He was trying to make us wait around to watch a movie that would start at 1.30 and, and someone, and you, you casually go like, so do you want us to stay here till like 3.30? Are, who's going to take us home? Like, when are we, how are we going to go home? And the guy was like, uh, nee, so, you know, you could like stay. And we're just like, okay, but what are we going to do till then? And I was like, can you just please give us the tickets? And he's like, you've already missed five minutes of it. And we're just like, it's fine. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, because the tickets had been sold, um, you and I weren't sitting next to each other. We were sitting, I think, um, exactly two rows apart, or I think three rows yeah. apart. And it was like full because it was um yeah it was probably it was just uh, released yeah it was like the first day it had yeah. released yeah I think it was the first or second day but yeah it had just come out and we're like okay fine we'll go like it's not a problem um so we went in and I was I was around like couples right and somebody was around men yep. and they were being so weird yeah. I mean someone would you like to repeat one of the things that the guy said Oh my god. Okay, so there was like a uh, a thing that they were talking about like about uh, there was a thing that uh, the actress she said that she doesn't want to like work in a kitchen or something. I don't remember. She said yeah. something like that, right? And then yeah, like yeah, then yeah. she went out to like, you know, do her motorcycle thing and she goes she gets into an accident. At that point, mm-hmm. one of the men started like clapping and he he goes like, "Oh, you should have stayed in the kitchen." And I was so triggered and so pissed. Like honestly, that was the oh, only right. take home uh thing that he took from that movie movie that um the only place a woman can be safe is in the effing kitchen so yeah that was uh, ridiculous and then there was like a lot of times like the men would just like you know like they would jeer or like they were they would like be rude towards like anything she would say that was like very like um uh like i I don't know freeing or like you know just Mm -hmm. something that just showed that she was a empowered lady they would just be like like kind of thing and they were like yeah a lot of things that she was saying like you know especially when she was talking about her aspirations and her goals and like you know and how she didn't want to be with that one like guy that she was engaged with like she wanted to explore mm-hmm. further and like make something of herself um yeah like the men did not like it so it was so funny how our experiences were different because the couples that you were sitting with they were much nicer right yeah they were much nicer yeah. but I think they had to be nicer oh, because they were with they were like you know they <laughs> Yeah. like they're yeah, yeah, yeah. doing her and they just did not like it yeah I, I feel like um uh women and men like when they sit next to each other they kind of like control they have a filter on <laughs> right which right. is great which works out pretty well for like everyone in the neighboring party um but I remember like one of our uh one of our family friends were actually there like not not their sons but but the parents were there mm-hmm. you know like um I think it's okay if I say their names yeah. Like, I love them to death. Yeah, I really <laughs> like, like them too. Like, yeah, like Aishanti and Soba and Uncle, they were there and they were so cute. Like, oh my God, they, I remember like I turned around and I, every time I turned around, that's when they realized that I was there and they kept looking back to like see who I was looking at. And they're just like, oh, these two girls that we've seen since they were, they were like, you know, as tall as like a water bottle are here as well and um they were just like oh they they thoroughly enjoyed the movie like I remember like Aishanti had like tears in her eyes and she's like it's such a good movie mm-hmm. and like I love how they portrayed Pakistan and like culture as well and um 
Yeah, like another fun fact I wanna I wanna share about the movie was like, oh wait, let me let me finish what I was about Aishanti. Um, they're so cute. So they're just like so obviously the movie finished at like I think it was like 1:15 a.m. at that point. And like, and they're just like, oh, should we drop you? Because they automatically assumed that you were sleeping over at my grandmother's house, which is very close to the to the place we were at. And I was like, no, no, it's okay. Um, we have a ride. We'll go, we'll go. And uh, and then it took you and me like I think it took us like half an hour to secure a car ride because oh all the cars were not available. And then yeah. one of our friends, yeah. one of our friends, randomly called in from Lahore. Um. And he wanted to check in. Like, I think he sent a message to, like, just check in, be like, oh, what's up? What are you guys up to? And and that's when he, like, expressed that, like, oh, we can't find a cream ride. And then and then he booked us a cream ride from Lahore. Who yeah. <laughs> could get go home? We should have taken okay. that ride from <laughs> Aishanti and Sabatical. Yeah. But you're right. Yeah, we were going to my hostels. We weren't going back yeah. to my grandma's house. Exactly. Yeah. Like, to be honest, I think everyone at my grandparents' house would be kind of like, um... Yeah. How are you here? Yeah. Where did you? Where you supposed to be on the other side of the yeah. city, which and is also, like you know easily two hours away. And also, yeah. I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't want uh, Aishanti and Swan Uncle to go into the area that my university was in because yeah, it's yeah. like a ghetto. So I would be too scared to have them like you know drive back alone at night. And and plus it was like a lot further than like where they live. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was it was sweet of them to offer though, yeah. but I. I love them. I think they're like, they're such cute couple. They're such a cute couple. There's just, I've seen them interact with each other for like, like ever since I was a child. I think I've known them since I was like six. And that's like, oh my God, that's like basically 12 years now. (laughs) But yeah, they're they're so cute with each other. Even to date, like they'll say things. They'll be like, oh, look at him. Oh, look at that. Oh, ha ha ha. And they'll like mock each other and they'll like taunt their kids and their taunts and their kids will like try and roast them back as well so cute i love their family dynamic um that's really adorable honestly yeah. I think the cutest when um husband and wife are like friendly and then and yeah. also they respect each other a lot but they're like also friends so it's just a lot cuter yeah for sure for sure um that being said like oh my god the colleague in motorcycle girl i can't get over how rude he was and i can't get over the fact that she was so determined to go to his birthday party that she walked basically half the city in heels right like even right. that that too was that was just like damn like I know hell has no fury like a woman scorned but also like like wow you know there there's literally like if a woman can be so determined like women can be like I mean anyone can be determined but like women especially like if they want to if they want to do something they will make sure it happens like they will try their best to make sure that they've put 110 percent effort to mm-hmm. um to accomplish that goal so yeah, it was it was pretty cute. It, it was it was really nice. Like I loved how those scenes happen where you're just like, okay, you know, this is a cute girl. Like at the end of the day, she is a girl who does have a crush on a colleague, and and he's kind of rude to her. And oh. yeah, yeah. But I like how she got over him as well. Yeah. Um, one thing that I truly appreciated in this uh, about this movie, um, which came about in the feminist panel that happened in T2F, was I don't know who had asked about. Who had asked um, Adnan Server about how he oh my how God. he claims to be an I'm expert? I'm so sorry. I'm gonna uh, cut you off for one second. But I yeah. had a huge crush on him. Okay, because I like the you know like the dad the motorcycle dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i remember <laughs> oh my god and just like meeting him that day i was blushing 
But sorry, yeah, go on, work. go on, continue. <laughs> I just had to put my two cents in on him. <laughs> yeah, no, he he is definitely super nice, and and I love that. Like even in the panel, he was quite respectful, and he's mm-hmm. he was the only man on the panel. Um, we the panel had like. Yeah, yeah, the panel had like Manal, um, this lady who who's the leader of Lurka Lurki, and then um, there was like Arisha B and Chandana M and Suhail Yabro, and I know that they'd come from like universities and they were like talking about whatever they were doing with their students. Mm-hmm. But like I remember mm-hmm. one of the audience members basically like um, attacked um, Adnan Server for being over there, and she was just like, you know, why do you think you're an expert mm-hmm. in feminism? And he and he. He was quite respectful with his answer as well. He's like, you know, I don't claim to be um, an expert in feminism, but what I do, like, motorcycle girl is, I think he had already, like, shot Fergie at that point, but he's just like, motorcycle girl is something very close to my heart. And then it is then that he revealed that, you know, um, he had a very honest conversation with Sahay and he let her know that, like, none of the production houses are basically willing to um, invest in this movie because there is no romance, there is no um, hero, there is no um, item number song, like there's there's nothing. It's basically a movie about an empowered girl. And, and you know, obviously he didn't want to like, you know, change the details. I mean, obviously a few details were changed here and there, but he didn't really change too many details because Zenith Irfan, uh, like this movie was based off of a true story and she didn't have like a um a romance going on I mean she was just a 20 year old girl and so hey being um which was I mean I thought so hey was like this you know like like I didn't know her personally obviously and I still don't know her personally I hope I do one day but she mm-hmm. was she was always like typecasted to be like you know the the cute doll girl who's like you know um getting engaged or getting made or whatever like I remember uh, mm-hmm. her being in the area of Zul and and whatnot but in um and Motorcycle Girl, she, from what, what the director himself said, who was also the writer and the producer of the movie, um, a non-service shit that Sohei hasn't actually taken a single cent for this movie, like she did for free. Right. And she didn't right. know how to, like, she didn't know how to ride a motorcycle. So um, they had, like, people, like, train her because she wasn't going to use a stunt double. She was going to do everything on her own. Amazing. So it was... Yeah, it was amazing. And she she told Adnan that whatever mo- whatever money I'm meant to get from this film, can you please put it into, I think they put it like in a, in a woman's school, in a driving school for a woman. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Yeah, I remember when that happened, I was like, damn, that's pretty cool. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah, so, honestly, um, I think uh, one thing that uh, like uh, ladies should like appreciate a man that's like trying to be like involved in feminism and like you know mm-hmm. all of that because it's always good to have allies like you know no matter what cause you're fighting like it, it, whether it's for Black Lives Matter you know you have like white people that are your allies and like or, or any other race it's always good to be like a full unified community as opposed to like <laughs> singling people out just because based on their gender or whatever yeah so, like yeah no I really uh I really think that he did a great job and he was a very nice guy and he gave everyone a platform to continue speaking it was something that he made on his own but like he made sure that the women were put in front and like you know they got all the credit that they deserved and he gave um the actress like the credit that like oh she did she did not take money for it she believed in the dream because she also believes in like you know woman empowerment and so she did it on her own thing which is really interesting i mean because like i feel like feminism is just like you wanting equality for yeah. genders and anyone can want that like you know anyone can be a feminist if they truly believe in equality for yeah. the genders that's it that's all you need to be called a feminist 
<laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, it's not even about these labels. Like, I'm so tired of these labels. It's just like all I want, like in my mind, in my my mind as a neural like con person. I don't know why I just referred to myself as that, but like in my mind, what I want is like you know, honest, open communication um, amongst people. Like you know, be it like man and woman, um, the elderly and the and the youth, or you know, like a manager and an employee any whatever scenario you want to put it in but I just I think it should be like an honest honest um conversation without judgment because I know so many people who are afraid to like speak to their families about what their true opinions are on like you know for example um societal concerns and conflicts and like and religion and political um political issues like they're just they're so afraid to say something because they don't want to upset their you know whoever so is in their life and and it's kind of just one of those things like you know what they don't know won't hurt them but it's just like okay but it's eating you up inside yeah so it's not really like it's basically leading into dysfunction in your own life and your own mental health and and that's not great but also having like no filter isn't that great either so it's just it's sort of just yeah it's sort of like everything in moderation yeah it is a double-edged sword but also like just speak to people in moderation you know I mean if um yeah, it's like, and I sincerely believe that people can because, you know, my father is uh, is 61 this year and mashallah. he, yeah, mashallah. And like, you know, he, he, on his 60th birthday, I was just like, you know, this man is incredible because when he was born, it was like, what, 1940? And he's still like, he was, he's willing, like he's open to, wait, 1940. Yeah, right, yeah, <laughs> Yo, I'm terrible at math. <laughs> I am terrible at math, but yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't know why I said that. I don't know if you were looking at my face, but I was like, what the shit? How is that possible? Because like our dads are just like what one or two years apart. And I'm thinking my dad was born in 1960. So, um, so. Yeah, yeah. I'm so sorry. I just, I why did I think 1940? I don't know what why I said 1940. I mean, you were thinking of World War like two. Like not even. Yeah, I'm done. My rant's over. Uh, yeah, change is like a part of life. Like, I think it, that's the one thing that 
a constant and it's given like everyone's life is going to experience change like change in your physical appearance change in your mental you know health everything <laughs> everything changes like you know you just need to learn that you yeah. just have to get used to it and you have to accept it and hope that it's a good change not a bad one <laughs> exactly exactly i'm sorry i still can't get over the fact that I said my dad was born in 1940 oh, yeah <laughs> i'm like doing the quick math and i'm like wait does that mean i'm in 2000 <laughs> like, that's like what that, that would make do? him like i don't even know like 90 years old 80. or like 80, yeah. 80 years old 80 it would make him 81 oh i'm not that bad i'm so well you're quite bad your poor 60 year old dad you made him 80 years old my knees are 80 though like um I keep telling my students this as well I'm like guys I'm 150 years old and my knees are 80 and they're like miss we worry about you but (laughs) yeah yeah so um do you have any other remarks oh my god we had the best picture with the with the feminist panel though didn't we yeah I like the picture picture. we will upload it soon I hope (laughs) yeah for sure for sure because I mean, we could upload the ugly selfie, but oh my God, it's such a bad selfie. Mm-hmm. But, and also the picture is really pixelated as well. So like, I, t- I do understand that uh, the other one is better. The one that we have with the panel. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> yeah. And I think I'm standing um, next to the- uh, to Motorcycle the dad. I am, right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and I'm trying not to be creepy. <laughs> I'm like all the way on the end like of this group like you could just crop me out and it was I was probably like no don't stand there (laughs) you did actually you totally did did. oh my god next to him (laughs) you did you did and then I was just like wait I think it's better if I'm on the other side so it looks like a sandwich (laughs) that's true I think I remember because I think you naturally just ended up like standing next to him and I like was like um no yeah yeah <laughs> this is this is so super fun another like another piece of trivia which is hilarious um was in the movie Zenith was like late to work right so even at the panel so he was quite late oh right she was, was running in and I remember at that point like you started laughing and my friend and our and our friend Aisha like turned out she was like oh my god she is the character from the movie this is hilarious I love it yeah so yeah <laughs> I love that movie. I love I loved the movie so much. I watched it twice. And I remember I got my ticket signed because I had the ticket in oh, my yeah. bag, we which was not intentional. We both had the sign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still have it, by we the both. way. Oh, Me we too. should find it and we'll take a picture of it and we'll put that up as well. Yeah. I mean, full disclaimer, mine, mine might be in Karachi because <laughs> I left you know one what? to myself. Yeah, when I was there. thinking about that, I was like, maybe mine is packed in uh, Pakistan as well, like in a box. <laughs> yeah. But I'll yeah, look for it. Maybe box. I'll find it. <laughs> For sure, for sure. But yeah, so someone, what are you drinking today? <laughs> okay, so well, I kind of feel like a fraud because I usually make my tea and I, you know, I sip on it slowly. But like I have a London dairy because I went for my haircut today and mm-hmm. I bought like a coffee on the way back. And yes, yeah, so I'm drinking that. It's a cappuccino. It's not that great because I forgot to put sugar in it. And I was too oh, lazy okay. to go back downstairs to add sugar. <laughs> so I'm just drinking disgusting cappuccino with no sugar it's so bitter but I love it it's okay Uh oh (laughs) well I'm glad I am drinking green tea because I had a pretty heavy um heavy brunch so (laughs) yeah I'm having I'm I'm enjoying my my giant mug of green tea which is is there a cat on your mug 
It does. Yeah, yeah. I, I brought it last time as well. It says Meow or Never. Oh, so. I love it. My sister yeah. would appreciate that mug so much because, you know, she's like Catwoman, right? Obsessed yeah, with she is. Yeah, yeah. My my friend who's also a Catwoman over here gave it to me. It was like the one gift I got during lockdown, which I love. So, yeah. Shout out to Huda if she's listening. <laughs> but, yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. oh my god. You know, while I was getting my hair cut, um, the lady, she was like looking at the ends and she was just like, uh, she's like, oh, have you been giving yourself a haircut? I was like, yeah, the whole pandemic, I every month, like I'd give myself a little bit of a trim and I'm yeah. really bad at like coordinating, like cutting in a straight line. So my hair was so bad from the bottom. It was like up and down. Like if I ever straightened it, I would see it. It would be like, you know, like a, like a grab bar chart. Like it would be going up and down. <laughs> You know what you could say? You could be like, it's a heartbeat because I oh, take yeah. medicine seriously. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it looked like that, a heartbeat. <laughs> yeah, a heartbeat. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to share something funny with us today um, that you, Honestly, that you, you didn't saw think me? the hair story was funny enough? <laughs> <laughs> Don't put me on the spot again. <laughs> I, <laughs> it was pretty funny it was pretty funny I'm sorry oh my god I'm and sorry. also uh, I'll tell you guys that like you know so after I got my haircut and I looked in the mirror and I was like oh my god I look like a fool my <laughs> my brother was sitting in Londonderry and um so I was too scared to go home because my dad like I said like he's the first to roast you um, yeah. so I like called my brother up I was like Bilal I'm too scared to go home and then he was like why what happened and I'm like yo I look like a clown with bangs help <laughs> so I went in and like I sat with him for a while and he was was, like doing his like schoolwork so he was just like he, he was trying to be really nice by the way he was just like oh no it doesn't look that bad you look okay you look cute yeah. but like, once in a while he'll like start laughing like he'll be looking at his laptop and then he'll just start giggling and I'm like I hate you I know why you're <laughs> laughing <laughs> and then he's, he's just like get out like you know what let me do my work like you go <laughs> and I was like oh no but then I called my sister and I made sure my dad had gone upstairs for his nap <laughs> right 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 <laughs> a little bit stronger because like you've said that it's not that bad either so I, I can take his criticism. Like, I think I'll be okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. That is a funny story. <laughs> oh my God. I am so like hurt right now because yesterday I made brown uh, cookies. I made cookies for my sister, chocolate chip mm -hmm. cookies. And they just came out a little bit more like white, I would say. Like they're not as brown as cookies should look. And my dad yeah. has been roasting me all night because of them. He's just like, oh, he's like, no one eats like white cookies. Like what the hell are, are these? They're so like ugly in presentation. I'll send you a picture of it so you know what it looks like. And so like, yeah, I've been getting roasted since yesterday. And I can't imagine like this continuing. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I remember when I got my hair dyed blue um like I got blue streaks and stuff mm -hmm. and my dad just comes over my mom's basically like I'm having a panic attack on the side like oh my god what the hell is she thinking and my dad started laughing just like you look like a parrot <laughs> oh my god my sister said the same thing to me right now she said I look like you know those cockatoos that have that thing on the top like uh, <laughs> the feathers on the top <laughs> she's like I look like that <laughs> I'm sure you're not that bad but yeah now that she said it I can't get the image out of my head damn it I always end up kicking myself in the foot like seriously <laughs> oh my god that's hilarious thank you so much for that we all needed to pick me up 
<laughs> yeah shall we end this podcast before yeah. our listeners get tired <laughs> <laughs> yeah and definitely for the people that have not watched motorcycle girl go out and watch it now like it is something that you just you should watch it's it brings in Pakistani pride, I think. And like, you know, just like helps you feel empowered as a woman. And I think yeah. the effects of the movie in the long run were like really positive. Like I know a lot mm-hmm. of like girls like went out and like wanted to do similar things. They, you know, followed in her footsteps, which is really cool. Like it's cool to uh, venture out of your comfort zone. So yeah, <laughs> that's all. <laughs> oh, definitely. Definitely 100%. So I was just like, it is Pakistani pride, but like, I love the cinematography about this, this definitely. film. Like, I remember, like, I watched Jalit Hissad. It's, like, it's the first Pakistani movie I ever watched in Pakistani cinema. And and the cinematography was great, but, like, I didn't understand the story that well, honestly. Like, it was yeah. just weird. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. All right. Cinemas. And on that note, <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> goodbye and good luck, Coconut. All goodbye right. and good Bye, luck. Guys. Thank you for listening to us. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. Bye.